your mom's vagina were a video game, it'd be rated E for everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Illustrious Gentleman, the place where comic book artists and top blokes Scott Godleski and Ryan Cody talk about life, work, comics, and booze. Follow the show on Twitter at TIG underscore show and online at www.tigshow.com. T-I-G-S-H-O-W.com. Don't forget to let us know what you're drinking while you're listening to the show. Go on yourself, big man. die but uh, i hear some thunder too so we might oh. have some rain we might have some rain background some ambiance later it's sunnier and fuck here right now no it's been uh, we've had rain for probably every day of the last like eight days uh. so i wonder if that means we're gonna have a lot of snow this winter because we didn't have hardly any last winter so none of there's no correlation between any of that shit it's all moisture right like moisture it's moist. all the same. It's moist. moist. Moisture. Yeah. My uh, volume keeps jumping around here. I, I hate how Audacity just auto-corrects this stuff. I just want to keep it where it is. Yeah, mine's maxed out. I didn't, it didn't reduce this time. I don't know why. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, I took my 15-year-old on his first driving test, his first driving lesson today. He wants to learn how to drive a manual. So I took him in my car. Did pretty pretty good. I was pretty. Proud oh yeah! Wow. Yeah. He didn't stall at all. I mean, we only did first and second gear, but he didn't stall at all except the one time I made him stall on purpose so that he would know what it was like. Right. But he didn't. He didn't stall on his own at all. I was super impressed. Ah oh, man, I miss my stick. Mm. I bet you do. Yeah. I, uh. Yeah, that's part of the reason I I hold on to this car I have. I think I could. It's not like a good car, but I think I could trade it in and get a, an automatic and then my kids could drive it. But uh, I don't like driving automatics. Shit's boring. We're uh, we're going on a trip starting tomorrow. We'll be gone for five days. We're renting a car and it's going to be an automatic and it takes all the fun out of driving. Oh, God. Yeah, what did, I, I miss what it. Did you, what did you have that was a five-speed? I had a, a um, six-speed. No, I, no, it was five. I had a, um, uh, a, a Nissan Frontier pickup. For oh okay several years it was my favorite car manual transmission is the way to go yeah i like the sound of that what it, what is that what are we working with you want to get into this are we are mm-hmm. we okay are we done chit chatting uh, oh oh shit yeah um um cab comics man best comic book store on the planet you can find them online at uh, facebook.com forward slash cap comics. Uh, more importantly, their eBay store is at ebay.com forward slash USR forward slash cab comic. Uh, as I said last week, just go to ebay.com and search cab comic. Uh, I hung out with uh, Corey from cab comics last weekend. There's like a food truck festival here in Flagstaff. So we all met there. I, uh, I put his little, like, one-year-old on my shoulders and was walking around, and he was smashing funnel cake in my head. <laughs> so I had, like, I had like bits and pieces of funnel cake in my scalp. Uh, that was fun. So it's like every uh, other weekend. Yeah, it's like a normal Saturday. 
So, uh, yeah, Cab Comics, it's a great comic book store. It's my local comic book shop and uh, nice enough to sponsor us. So check them out online. Mr. Mr. Oh, I've got a uh, Golden Shower. I mean, Golden Road <laughs> Brewing Company. That was a cheap, cheap, cheap joke. It was weak. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Golden Road Brewing. Get up off of that brown. Sorry, I dropped my bottle opener. Get up off of that brown. So I take it it's a brown ale. No, it's an IPA. No, it's a brown ale. Wow. Is it like a nut brown ale? Does it taste like a Sam Smith or smell like a... I don't know. I have not sampled it yet. All brown ales Uh, are a little nutty. It contains wheat, apparently. Mm. It's a 5.5, so it's right in the middle. Eh, whatever. It's got a... I don't know if this is their thing. It's got this little hop picture mm-hmm. on the side here. I don't really associate hops with brown ales. No. Where are they? Uh, I'm dying to know where they're from. Oh, L.A. It says made in L.A. Oh, yeah. This is, um, it tastes brown. Oh, yeah. Nutty. Like, I got, yeah, just lot. I got a, just lots of brown in my mouth right now. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, I drank a uh, what did I drink the other day. I drank something that was like a nut, nut brown or just like a brown ale, and I can't remember what it was. And I was like, oh yeah, this just tastes like uh, that fa- that really popular one. Was it Sam's Samuel Smith? What's that popular nut brown ale? Whatever, everyone drinks it. Can't think of the name. Um, you know what I'm talking about? Newcastle no. tastes like a Newcastle. They all taste oh, like Newcastle. God. Everything, oh, all of Newcastle's them like Newcastle. just terrible. So then I went in to punch into my untapped app, and a uh, friend of the program, uh, uh, Pete Emery, you know, uh, you know from Phoenix, Pete. I'm yeah, Pete. Him out. I love Pete. Yeah, calling out Pete. Uh, he's on. He shows up on my untapped app because he rates that beer, and he rates it like a five, and he's had it like he's had it like like twenty times, and it's always a five. That's so. insane. Yeah, that was nuts. That must be his favorite beer. Uh, I don't think I rated it a five. But that's all hearsay and negligible and pointless because... Sorry, are you done talking about your beer? Yeah. Okay. All right, so I'm drinking an old foghorn from Anchor Brewing from San Francisco, California. Uh, hmm. It's a barley wine st- barley wine style ale. So it's got a, it's got a hefty ABV then. Oh yeah, nine point five percent, nine point nine point four percent. Okay, nine point four. Uh, so uh, it's called Old Foghorn. I like uh, I like Anchor Steamed Brewings. I like Anchor Brewings beers for the most part. So we'll try. They're in those cute little bottles, like like old like seventies old Milwaukee bottles. They're not. They're a little still different. It, it's nice. It's like a it's, it's like a uh, bell. It's like a yeah, bell bottle. It's it's yeah. not as severe as. Right. Like a Bud Light bottle. Yeah, there's no hard edges on this yeah. baby. Um okay. So, so I got a uh, I got a review here and it's it's fairly it's like a it averages out to like a 3.7 on the sites that I look at. Uh I do have a quick uh beer advocate uh theater here. Um this is from uh Schuster Bauer. <clears throat> Deep and surprisingly red with just about no head. If there were an 
not available option for smell. I already I don't like this that. review. It smells like water. Initial flavor is overly sweet bottled iced tea with Ugh. some malts, caramel, and sugar coming in as an afterthought. Metallic and medicinal flavors are also present. Robitussin. Body is tin <laughs> Body is timid and limp. I guess it's drink <laughs> I guess it's timid and limp and no head. Count me out, yo. <laughs> I guess it's drinkable enough because it's not unpleasant, but it's just not really good in any sense of the word. <laughs> this makes me think of the difference between orange soda and orange drink. Maybe this is barley wine drink, not barley wine ale. I don't know what that last part means, but I what know. did he so, rate it now? Uh, this is one of the lowest ones, so this, I think this is like a 2, 2.5 or something. Let me... <laughs> it has a slight Limp. smell to it. <laughs> Limp and timid. This should be the should be the name of this episode. <laughs> T- sorry, timid and limp. It, it's it has timid a different meaning. Limp. If you if you flip them around, it's a totally different meaning. That's what I was voted most to be in high school. <laughs> if we ever did a comedy, we should rename the podcast "Timid and Limp," and then which one of us is timid and which one of us is limp. <laughs> yeah, so I don't have a glass to pour it into, so I'm going to take his word on it that it's red. It does have an odor, so I don't know what he's talking about. Anyways, all right. So, any business before we get on to our episode for the day, or no? I got no business. No business. Uh, as we oh. say in the business, the rain has started. So if the mic's picking that up, oh. I do not. I do not apologize because I don't control the weather. Lovely. Yes, I'm jealous. Uh, so I thought it'd be. I don't know if fun's the right word, but we needed to do something. So I thought maybe uh, we would uh, watch trailers for three upcoming movies, and then you and I would predict what the movie's about just based on the trailer. Does that sound about right? That is correct. Um, I thought this was a pretty fun idea. I like doing this sort of stuff. Um, I I will, full disclosure, I got through predicting one of them, so the other two I'm just going to do by the seat of my pants. It just took so long. I put so much into it. Literally minutes. Um, okay, so which one did you put the most thought into? And I spent we'll like a half hour on Meg. Okay, so Meg's first on my list too. Sorry, the Meg. The Meg. I, the I Meg. feel like we should stick in some sort of audio from the trailer here. Megalodon. He's kidding, right? On Rotten Tomato, it's got no score yet, but 97% of audiences say they want to see it, which I found <laughs> as, I found literally <laughs> astounding. Well, like, why, why the fuck would you go on Rotten Tomatoes and go look up the page for Meg if you weren't going to see it and say, no, I don't want to see this shit? Yeah, but don't you, like... Don't you watch the trailer and then click the button? So doesn't the trailer make you want to see it or not see it? I don't. I don't know how that I works. I, I don't. I don't do that. Okay. No, I so, don't watch trailers on YouTube though. No, I don't normally watch trailers either. So uh, for those of you not in the known, the Meg is trying to live up to the best shark movie of all time, which is Deep Blue Sea, and <laughs> it stars uh, Jason Statham and some Chinese actors because it's a. Uh, it's it's a co-financed movie, so it's 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 part Chinese, oh. part American. So that's why you have the female Chinese lead. Uh, oh, was well, isn't her name like Ruby Rose or something? 
Well, there's a Ruby Rose, but there's also like a Lee Bing Bing or Lee Bang Bang. Lee Bing Bang. I don't know. Uh, anyways, it's about it's culturally a, insensitive. Yeah, and it is, and uh, it's um, it's based on a book from like the '90s, like a young. I adult. have read the book. Are you kidding me? I did. <laughs> you fucking liar. No, I did. I did. It was oh, like. Was it? This is your Jurassic, I, Jurassic Park phase, so you read the like, Meg? Uh, I don't know. What? Fuck. It must have been 15 years ago, at least. But, uh, yeah. No, I did. I, I, I was into shark books at the time. I read Meg. I read... Uh, <laughs> it's a genre of books. Shark books. Uh, I read Jaws. I read... Um, oh, there was one about... Um, um, fuck the the summer of 1916 in New Jersey with the the bull shark that swam up the river and ate a bunch of people. I've never I don't remember that. the name of it. That was really good. Sounds like uh, it. Jaws shark. was good. It's much different than the movie. Uh huh. I don't know if you've read the book, but it, no. it got Spielbergerized. Yeah, uh, I don't read. I don't read books unless they have drawings attached to them and, and meg was a fucking dumpster fire i bet yeah yeah so and i don't remember any of it other than it was stupid so okay. that's what i went with here was stupid okay um that, that's what this movie needs to be to me this needs to be the schlock fest of the summer because well, if you're gonna cast yeah. jason statham as a scientist or some garbage fighting a giant shark this needs to be just this needs to go all the way around this needs to be so bad it's good. Yeah, well, I think that they're playing that up. Well, they're playing up the campiness of it because the song and the trailer is all campy. Um, but yeah. I, uh, bef- before we really get in t- more into the Meg, uh, I'm a Jason Statham fan. I love the first Crank movie. Uh, I love the tra- I love is a strong word. I really like the Transporter movies. I like them in the Fast and Furious movies. Uh, I like action stars. He's an action star, so I'm a Jason Statham oh, fan. Oh, he is. Yes. Superstar, if you will. Um, I can't wait to see him kick the shark in the face. Right. He's probably just going to punch him. Um, Scott, will you explain to our listeners what the Meg means? Oh, sure. Meg is short for Megan, which is the name of the shark. Sure, it's not Megan? (laughs) Megan? (laughs) No, just just like the bride at the most recent royal wedding. Is it Meghan Markle? Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a supervillain. Um, um, no, in all seriousness. No, not in all seriousness, because this is going to be a fucking nightmare. No, uh, it's short for Megalodon. I am sure everybody knows Megalodon. You can't go to a museum without taking a picture standing in the jaws. And there was that terrible uh, special on Shark Week a couple of years ago that people got all all up in arms about they had this uh like faux documentary about actually finding uh a megalodon it i and i want to say it was like off the coast of south africa or some garbage wait that wasn't Um, real yeah that was that wasn't real wait so if that if that you're the problem if that shark week thing wasn't real how did they get the megalodon for this movie Oh, you mean how how did they catch and train the shark to perform yeah, in the movie? Right. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
Anyways, okay. So uh, why don't you take the lead on this, and I'll take the lead on the next two, because I this is the one I have the least amount of notes for. Oh wow! But okay. uh, based off the trailer, what do you think is going to happen in this movie? And also, let's let's real quick. There's there's a there's two ways of thinking about this. What we would do with that information as storytellers, or are we just projecting off the trailer? Um, I combined the two. I used okay. what I found in the trailer and then right. what I would do with the material I was given. Right. Because we are professionals, visual storytellers. Right. If nothing else. Okay, shoot. <laughs> All right. So I, I did a couple of things. So I watched the trailer. I took notes on what I had seen and like questions that I had. And then I went ahead and I wrote up my own thing. All right. Um, so, it, you know, our listeners being um, as engaged as they are and re- and responsible, active participants in the show, I'm sure right now they are pausing the episode to go watch the Meg trailer. Right, and um, and thankfully, there's only one Meg trailer. Right. Well, no, there were more. What? Yeah. Huh? Um, I I watched either the official or whatever was called number one for each of these. Okay. I only saw one Meg trailer, so I apologize to uh, Megan and the whole crew because I only watched right. the one. So, welcome back from watching the trailer. These are my notes. Um, so, it, it, like, opens with this, like, a little girl or something playing with s- something... Uh, and she's clearly underwater there some sort of uh like deep sea research station or something it, it looks like um like all those round tubes that they have in all the aquariums where you walk down under and the sharks and shit swim over you it's what you're, it's but what it, it's clearly deep sea because the, the, the it, it's all like a really dark blue purple background it's an underwater uh, it's an underwater uh what do they call them habit trails which you put the the hamsters in it's a habit trail. right yeah 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 jason statham is running around on his wheel <laughs> right i'm gonna i'm gonna close my door here to see if the rain sound dissipates keep, oh i like it keep going though please all right um so it opens on her she's down there she's against one of the windows and like out of out of the the murky blue, the just the face of this giant shark just comes into frame and then chomps on the glass. Um, and then it cuts to whatever production company dreamed up this garbage. It's like 20th Century Fox or some shit. Um, and then, so Jason Statham comes in. So that's my big question <laughs> is what is he doing there? My first thought was, oh, obviously he's like security guy but why do you need security guy on a, a on an underwater research station full of scientists and probably not even that many more than a handful i don't know that that's so stupid so i so i was looking for the stupidest answer for everything okay so okay uh what did you decide that jason Jason Statham. Was. Oh, he he needs to be a scientist. He's he's a geologist. That's what I made him. No, nope. it needed to be something really boring and lame. No, he's an ex Navy SEAL who who uh, cared too much about the ocean. 
So he left being a SEAL <laughs> to become a marine biologist. Well, a marine biologist is too cool, though. Is it? Yeah, because they, they like... Apologies they to all the marine stuff, biologists. Man. If you go into a bar and you tell some girl you're a marine biologist... You're getting laid. Like, Ooh, that's so interesting. You're getting laid. But, but if you're a geologist, people just go, what? Wait, but why is there a geologist on... 200 miles off the shore ah, of China. I'll get to that. No, please do. All right. Um, fuck, I'm not going to go through the trailer notes anymore. No, because people should have watched the trailer, and if they didn't, That's right. if you can't participate... Okay. Whatever. All right, here we go. Please. So, I, I had to think about the structure of it, too. So, I actually broke it down into three acts. I bet. Um, which, I, I, I'm sure... Already, I have done more work than the actual screenwriter has done. How dare you, sir? All right, I wrote. So, I wrote the Meg. <laughs> I would not be surprised. <laughs> We're gonna open on this. Um, it, it, you you probably open with some sort of uh, like a like a little post-title scene, right? Like um, the set up some sort of mystery, like half of a carcass of like a fucking blue whale or something watches up on some beach. It's like bitten in half, right? And people are like, whoa, what's, what could have done that? Uh, it's got to be something like that or like a, um, uh, a whaling vessel or something, right? Encounters the thing because it, it has to eat whales, yeah? I mean, what else is there? Yeah, anything smaller than a whale would be the equivalent of like plankton, right? Like if it ate right. like barracuda, I, uh, it's like whatever. Plankton. So okay, maybe, so maybe they're that, on this. Yeah, has and a, then has a taste for human flesh. It only eats human beings. Obviously, obviously. All right, so then you do title, and you go into credits. Probably some some ill-fitting pop song. We're gonna get into that. I it, it's gonna be. The titles are going to be over us following this little girl around through the thing. That's how we meet everybody. So she'll run into this person and that person. Uh, we'll get the titles. There'll be some some uh, popular music playing. And then at the end of the song, that's where we'll get to the reveal of the shark. I was start trying to think of a stupid name for the... Um, the corporation that's running this thing because it's not just it's not it's not just there because it's there it's not like government funded this is this isn't a completely like feel good thing but but it is going to stay with the popular topic of clean renewable energy so what this station underwater station is doing um, I don't know how to pronounce this. I just thought it was a stupid way to spell it. So that's what I went with. Um, the company is called Oceanergy. Like mashing ocean and energy together. No, I got it. I got it. I thought that was dumb enough. Oh, what if, so what if you, probably what it's what if you spelled it with an S and it was like synergy, ocean, and energy? Ocean or O-Synergy. O-Synergy? O-Synergy. Oh, synergy? That's dumber. No, it, you, you're mixing the ocean and energy, so you got the synergy of the ocean and energy. Oh, synergy. <laughs> I hope they explain it just like that. Please go to the website and hire me 
to make <laughs> to make your idea anyway, better. Anyway, so what they're down there is they're attempting to exploit renewable geothermal energy on the ocean floor. So it's just a bunch of engineers and scientists and stuff. And um, like Tara Reid being a marine biologist in the Sharknado movies, Jason Statham is going to be a geologist man. So the joke through the whole movie will be like when he picks up a gun and starts shooting the thing or just, you know, conveniently knows how to fly the helicopter or, you know, pilot the submarine or whatever. The joke will be, I thought he was just a geologist. It'll be funny every time and people will go, ha 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 because people are dumb. Where was I? Oh, you, okay. You, you were five minutes um, into so an hour it, and a half movie. So... You're, you're going to have your diverse cast, except for lead actor guy. He's British. I don't recall hearing him speak in the trailer, so I don't know if he's covering an accent. I don't think Statham does that, though. No, he doesn't so he's, He doesn't do it, and it's never brought up. He just, no, and that's, that's acting. That's never in his contract. How dare you? Um... So he's the geologist. The female lead will be a single mom uh, who has brought her daughter on board. Yep. Um, and ends up, you know, uh, falling for badass geologists through the course of the movie. Um, so on the ocean floor, they're doing some, like, experiment or there's con- some construction problem or project that brings the shark up from the Marianas Trench. Um <clears throat> And we're not going to get any sort of explanation as to why it's just one shark, why we've never seen it, um, like uh, how can it exist without there being some sort of breeding population. We're not going to explain anything. This is just monster movie now at this point. Right. It's not so. Schindler's <clears throat> list of shark movies. <laughs> That's right. It's not Schindler's list of shark movies. Uh, okay, it comes up, it attacks the station. Jason Statham, being a geologist, pilots a submersible to distract the shark and draw its attention away from the station. Uh, at which point, the crew of the station contacts like a surface vessel, says, yo, we got a giant shark down here. And they're like, what? And whatever the ship does, like uh, it uses some sort of... Uh, uh, maybe it's like using sonar or it's uh, binging something. It does something to distract the shark, and the shark takes off towards the ship and leaves the station alone. Uh, so that's the that that would be the end of Act One. So they discover the shark, but the shark leaves. Does the shark destroy the distraction ship? Um, well, sorry, um, spoiler so, alert. Yeah, so the shark has taken off. But it's taken off towards the ship, and the ship is not too far off of a populated shoreline. Um, so Jason Statham, uh, I'm not going to give his character a name because he's always just Jason Statham. Being a geologist, figures out where the shark is going and that they need to warn everybody. They need to warn uh, the people along the coast. They need to warn the authorities there. They need to warn the ship. So they get on the horn and they start ringing people up and everybody's like, 
what the fuck? You, the, a hundred foot shark? Don't be stupid. And so that's when you get the the shots of uh, the shark swimming underneath all of the tubers and stuff and the fin cutting through and all that garbage. And, and clearly, clearly, this thing is not... Uh, even though a Megalodon was stupid big, they're, they're not even going... That That's not enough for this movie. Yeah. It's the, uh, it's the size of a carnival cruise liner. Yeah, this thing's at least 100 feet long. That's what she said. Oh, God. Pregnant pause. Pregnant, indeed. This, uh, okay. Oh, okay. So there's the everybody on the, the underwater station, they end up reaching the surface and they get aboard a ship. And that's where we're going to meet Rain Wilson, right? He's like... Uh, <clears throat> He's the comic relief, obviously, but he's also like, uh, like chairman's like, uh, over entitled son or something. He's like trust fund kid. He wants to be a part of it. He thinks he's uh whatever, like sailor guy or whatever the fuck you want to do with him. Right. He, he's just going to be, he's going to be there to be wacky one liner guy mm-hmm. to bounce off of straight man Statham. That's. Right. That's 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 all he is. Well, you, you that's that's because uh, Shroot Farms never took off as a series, so he has to do shit like this. Maybe they'll, uh, maybe there will be an Office reference in here somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I I can't I can't shove that in, but yeah, I'm getting drunk. Let's keep going. So yeah, uh, <laughs> so Rain Wilson is a right. uh, douchebag trust fund leader. So so now now we get into filler in Act Two. Where it's people being eaten, uh, just cool shots of how big the shark is. Uh, we get series after series after series of um, people not believing what's actually happening. And then, you know, you've got all these scientists and smart people on this boat. And they're going to say, yo, we can figure this out. So they're, they're going to come up with a way to draw the shark back out into into deeper water they're gonna like uh uh project like whale songs or something underwater right they're they're gonna it's a dinner bell that's right that's that's right so at the beginning of act three the shark comes back to the the boat that everybody's on and then we're gonna get the duel between geologist jason statham and the shark so uh, you're gonna get action filler now instead of just like movie filler so it's going to be just explosions and shooting and people being eaten and helicopters flying around and getting chomped on but they're they're gonna figure something out and put together like a a weapon a weapon that uses uh like the geothermal energy that they've been researching or something they're gonna rig up some some super cool thing that's gonna like melt the shark from the inside or something or a laser or some shit yeah i was, I was wondering when when his him being a geologist was gonna pay off now because right. he builds lasers so yeah right okay because he's a geologist right okay um Okay, all right. Uh, what did I have here? Oh, Statham, being a geologist, pilots a submersible with the super weapon. And then we have a one-on-one showdown, sort of like Chief Brody and the shark and Jaws. I think he actually has a line in the trailer that's a derivative of the smile, you son of a bitch. It's, uh, it's something along the... It's in the same vein. I don't remember. Whatever it was was worse. But he's going to kill it at the last second probably as like the ship is sinking right 
So the ship is sinking with whoever's left on it. Uh, single mom and daughter and probably minority cast member Rain Wilson maybe. Um, he comes up in the submersible. They're going to get on and he's just going to like pilot it to shore. Kind of like the last scene in Jaws where they're just swimming back towards shore. Brody and Hooper. Um, but maybe it's a post credit scene. The The shark carcass is sinking down into the water and up from below it comes a bigger shark and fucking eats it. <gasps> oh, okay. That's great. That was like 20 minutes of you making your own the meg movie i like it i have much less to say about the trailer and the meg so here we go so uh we're supposed to buy into first of all that was great i would watch that movie but it has to be called jason statham the geologist um (laughs) so just from the beginning of the trailer we're supposed to buy into that there's a super advanced underwater research station right so i don't know if we're necessarily in the future but we're at the peak of human technology uh, the little girl has like a. Ooh, I like that. The little girl has like that ball thing that rolls around on its own. It's like we're, we're kind, right. we're kind of cybernetic. You know, we're not bitches. We're a little cybernetic. So we're supposed to buy into this super advanced underwater research station. Uh, my idea was that they're looking into using underwater wildlife to find a cure for cancer. So they're searching deep. Well, isn't that what they did in Deep Blue Sea? Uh, deep Blue Sea was uh, Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's. Right. Right. God, we can't, much more believable. Can't uh, can't get enough of that movie. So uh, it's so it's so funny because I don't remember anything <laughs> about that movie other than that. so great. L Cool J is a chef. Thomas Jane is a badass. <clears throat> Samuel L. Jackson dies in the first like four minutes. It's fucking great. By the way, in my version, Rain Wilson will die in the first ten minutes of the Meg. What? Yeah, just because he's like uh, everyone's like, oh, the guy from the Office. It's gonna be funny, and he's gonna die. Oh. No, he's it, but it's got to be funny. Statham's not one-liner man. Yeah. All right. So they're looking for a cure for cancer in like algae blooms or some shit. You know, uh, Jason Statham. He's an ex-Navy SEAL who lost his family, so he's turned uh, the Chinese scientist and her daughter into like his surrogate family. So he'll do whatever it takes to protect oh. to protect his new family. Oh, how how did he lose his family? Oh, he's just there a backstory. You know, he's just he's overseas so much trying to kill like bin Laden and shit. So she just starts fucking she starts fucking some other dude and he has like an alcohol problem. So he can't get joint. He can't get joint custody because he has issues. Maybe maybe like a heroin addiction. So he goes to the heroin capital of the world, China, and uh, he learned, you know, he has skill set. And it's it's being underwater because he's an ex Navy SEAL. So, you know, he's turning his life around on this underwater thing. I don't have much else, uh, but in their search for the Meg. So I thought, my first thought was, is the Meg a Universal Pictures movie? It's not. But if it was, then you could tie the Meg into King Kong and and, uh, Godzilla, and you could have it. So my thought was, in their search for the Meg, they're going to also discover, because there is that scene in the trailer of the giant squid. So in my thing, yeah, there's a giant squid in the trailer. The Chinese lady's in a submersible. The squid wraps around it, starts crushing it, and then the Meg eats the squid. Oh. So in my... I must not have been paying attention. In my movie... Yeah, tell me about it. In my movie, they're going to find all sorts of previously uh, animals that Mm. were thought dead. Like maybe even like a sea dinosaur. Like the one with the big paddles. You know, whatever. 
maybe like a blue whale that's like 400 times the size of a normal blue whale. So that was my whole idea was they're setting up a franchise of giant, previously thought deceased, underwater animals that Jason, Jason Statham's <laughs> going to have to keep fighting. And then... <laughs> the underwater prehistoric cinematic universe. Right. And then uh, my last note is there's going to there's got to be at least... At least one, if not more than one, uh, we're going to need a bigger boat jokes, right? Like, maybe that's the last line of the movie when they're all, cl- you know, in your movie where there's like five people on top of a submersible and they're traveling at like super low speeds because they don't want to blow anybody off. Someone, maybe the little Chinese girl, maybe the first time she speaks in the whole movie is going to say, we should get a bigger boat. Well, I now that you bring it up, I hope... Racism? It's... <laughs> I hope it's going to be um, a, a recurring joke. We're going to need a larger ship. We're going to need a faster helicopter. We're going to need a... I, right. <laughs> uh, we're going to need a larger Petri dish because I can't see. Yeah, we need a bigger gun. or Yeah, I'm going to need a bigger coffee. Okay. We'll just, okay, so these next two should go faster. You didn't make any notes on them at all. Wait, are you done? With the Meg? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. We don't, we don't have... I mean, I guess we could do like a Ken Burns series of rewriting these movies, but I didn't realize you were going to go into rewriting a full-length movie uh, and regale us the way you did on a one-man show. I, I, I thought that's what we were doing. Okay, well... Uh, All right. Uh, well, I can, I can just make, like, from-the-hip predictions. That's fine. I don't have to... Okay, well, let's do, uh, let's do Skyscraper next, and then if we don't have time for The Predator, right. we'll who cares um all right so skyscraper is a movie that's already out apparently it came in oh came is in it third on its first week behind uh incredibles 2 a movie that's been out for like a month and something else uh jurassic world yeah probably i could, this all could be a lie though but i feel like that's what i saw it has a 40 it, it has been out because it has a rotten tomato score it has a 47 percent on rotten tomatoes I had no idea. So I knew, look, just basically my general idea before I watched the trailer, this movie is going to be garbage. And then I watched the trailer and I am shocked that The Rock would attach his name to this movie. Yeah, I wonder how it was sold to him. I don't know, but I watched like, first of all, I watched like three trailers and one of them, one of them is three minutes long. So I saw the whole movie. The trailer shows the entire movie. That's already too long. I can't imagine. I, th- I couldn't. Uh, whatever trailer I sat through for this was thin and it was very short. Okay. So- and I and I already could not stand it. I can't imagine two hours. Of- Let me ask you guys a question. Daddy loves who? Me. Daddy loves who? Me. Me. Exactly. Daddy's going to go make that bacon. Gross. Okay. So I'll go through my notes and then maybe that'll trigger something deep in your memory. Uh, uh, oh trigger warning so the the trailer shows the entire movie but basically the rock is an ex ex fbi agent but also right. an ex like army ranger or something both sure why, why not? not let's just keep tacking it on uh he lost his leg uh in a in a blast roadside bombing and uh so now so now he's interviewing to be head of security at the world's tallest building also in china so both of these movies feature the my two favorite characters from the Fast and Furious franchises but they are also both mm. co-financed by Chinese movie uh, production firms so so this one also takes place in China um, anyways so he's in the world's tallest building and terrorists get into the building 
Yeah, okay. I was wondering what they were. So, well, in my, I don't know. This is, now this is me. I took over now. That first line, that's the trailer. I think they're terrorists, and I think they're there to steal the secret plans of the power generator that powers the building. Because it's such a big building, it's got to have some newfangled style of power generation. Um, so I think they're there to steal the plans for that. Because that's important in Norway mm. or Denmark. Because the terrorists are all white, so they're from like Norway, Denmark, you know, those terrorist countries. Oh, you mean like like the bad guys in Die Hard? Yeah. Oh, wait, what? What? Is that a movie? I, I, oh, I, look, I, I hadn't thought about mm-hmm. that until just now. Okay. Uh, so the Rock, and in my movie, he's just called the Rock. You don't even give him a character name. So the Rock has to save his family, who are also in the building, because they are the only thing that matters to him on the planet. That is driven home. That's very important. That his family is the only thing he cares about. During the course of the film, he's going to have moments of flashbacks where he's scared of explosions because that's how he lost his leg, right? So there'll be, like, something will blow up and he'll, like, have a panic attack. Uh, So he's going to have to learn to get past that shit, his personal trauma, uh, being afraid of firecrackers. Um, Right. To add to the the anxiety and the suspense, besides all the fire raging and the terrorists terrorizing, uh, one of his kids also has asthma, which they show prominently in the trailer, a little kid taking a puff on an inhaler. So... I'm going to guess that his inhaler's running out, and there's fire and there's smoke. So the little kid's going to die. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah, it's terrible. So The Rock. Save him, yeah, Rock. Yeah, The Rock. Uh, first of all, he's a pacifist now, right? Because he already had his life of violence. Uh, his wife saved his life. If you watch the third trailer, that's how he met his wife. She saved his life. She did the operation to save his life. Uh, mm. So he's like, oh, I'm never going to, you know, I'm never going to pick up a gun again. I'm never going to smash a cockroach. Uh, that life's Ugh. behind me. But guess what? Spoiler alert. He's going to have to break all of those rules to save his family. <laughs> so the theme is going to be the value of violence. Right. So very kind of towards the end. So I, I predict like the first two thirds of this movie is going to be like, he's not going to kill anybody, right? He's just going to knock him out and then tie him up or something, right? He's not going to kill anybody. But then at some point he's going to have to beat someone to death with this fake leg. Like that's just, <laughs> That's, I mean, the trailer is 90% fake leg. Like, why would you focus so much on the fake leg if it's not going to be used as a weapon at some point? I would go see a movie called Fake Leg. Yeah. So uh, he's going to beat some dude to death with this fake leg. And then I guess, I don't know, they're all going to like parachute out together. Like five people on his back and he's going to have like a grocery bag with the handles out. And that's going to be his parachute. And that's the, that's the end of the movie. Skyscraper featuring The Rock. This movie is not going to be cool enough for him to beat someone to death with a fake leg. You don't know. No, this is this is going to be the safest cookie cutter garbage. What is this rated? Uh, I want to say PG thirteen. Oh, uh, I I I would not have been surprised if it were PG. Yeah, this looks terrible. Did you see online when the tra- oh when the, not the trailer the poster for this movie came out? When he's jumping off the crane into the open window. Uh-huh. And all these mathematicians were doing the arc of his jump and they're like, "Oh, he's going <laughs> to he's going to land like three floors below like where that ledge is." <laughs> they're like he would have had to been running like 200 miles an hour to like make that jump or something like that. 
because uh, I I love that it's it's socially acceptable to be me now. Yeah. Well, <laughs> also that's that's what you're gonna nitpick about this movie is the arc of his leap into the building is unrealistic. Everything else, everything else, I told I'm totally buying into man. I buy it all except for. Oh well, actually. You see the arc with propulsion, with <laughs> speed times gravity. Because gravity's consistent. Gravity doesn't change. <laughs> Shut up, nerd. <laughs> the Rock's fucking oh, awesome. So I love The Rock, but I, I'm i going to skip Skyscraper. Oh, yeah, this is going to be bad. Oh, I forgot, to, I, so I forgot to ask you. Do you have any interest in seeing The Meg? No. Oh, okay. No. Even as a devotee of the original source material. Right. Okay. All right. right. Uh, yeah. I I will. The book was better. I will watch the Meg when it when it's on Amazon Prime in two months. I will watch the Meg. There you go. Yeah. Uh, there you I go. will not watch Skyscraper when it is on Amazon Prime in one month. No. no? Not even. It's just like noise. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. There's not nothing in the four trailers I and in the thirty five trailers that I saw for this movie. Nothing gave me any. Like it's supposed to. It's supposed to really catch that that heart tug moment where people care about their children. There's like a whole scene in the trailer where he's like, "Who loves you?" And his kids are like, "You do." And they they play that up. Yeah, maybe this is like um some sort of like a, a like a contract movie for him. Uh huh. Like it's a last it's uh, a last at Universal or wherever the fuck it is. Right. Like um, what is it that um uh, Marky Mark Wahlberg did that uh. I know. That Michael Bay movie, Pain and Gain, so he could be the lead in Transformers Five or whatever. Uh, Pain. It- Maybe it's that sort of thing. Maybe he's got to deal with. First of all, whatever the producer. First is of all, for another else. movie with The Rock in it, Pain and Gain, and uh, Pain and Gain is a superior movie to any Transformers movie. Whoa! Pain and Gain is a good fucking movie. You back that shit up. The Rock up. wore a, like wore a fucking fanny pack in the Pain and Gain. I'm. I think this episode's over. I don't think you ever saw Pain and Gain. No. Well, then you don't know what the fuck you're talking no. about. No. I, um... Maybe you should, maybe you I, should shut I, your mouth. I am a subscriber of the you-can't-knock-it-until-you-try-it lifestyle, but I feel confident in knocking Pain and Gain. Oh, well, then you're, you're a dummy, because it's a good movie. And I'm not just saying that. Research it. It's a well-regarded movie. Oh, it's, it's, I'm sure it's it is. It's one of Michael Bay's most well-regarded movies, I think, which... Oh my god! Says a lot because the dude made oh the dude god. made the Rock. He made the Rock, and then he made the Rock. Why? How have they not remade the Rock? With the Rock, with Steve Austin. What are your, <laughs> What are your uh, What are your thoughts on skyscraper? Anything? Should we move on? Oh fuck! Does it matter? No, that's this the, movie was the, made because it is, doesn't matter. This no exactly. This is plug and play. This is screenwriterless. This is um, there. There's nothing to this movie. There's there's no high concept. There's no uh, I, I, there's no interesting character thing. There it, there doesn't seem to be a hook of any kind. I I I can't imagine this appealing to anyone. Do you think it'll appeal to people with a prosthetic leg, or do you think they'll be with they'll disabilities? Be like, Fuck. No, he's going to be the, the, he'll be the amputee hero. So, you know, like the Tide Pod Challenge, there are going to be stupid teenagers cutting off their legs to be like the rock in Skyscraper. Right, but they can't afford the titanium prosthetic leg he has, so they'll just, like, <laughs> cut a broom handle in half and get some duct tape. <laughs> <Right. Yeah. laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, please, if you're a person who has a problem with this, uh, reach out to Scott. Um, <coughs> okay, and then the last movie on our list is The Predator, which is uh, not yes. quite a reboot. It's almost like a sequel. It's It, it doesn't have to be. You don't have right. to. It, right. That's the, the beauty right. of yes, yes. concepts like mm-hmm. this, is that... Just, just make a movie. The the predator is not a character. Um, I beg to differ. Yeah, is uh, this property is screaming for an anthology of movies? Yeah, this could be the first in that. Right. It, it's just you know if Shane Black comes to you and says I have an idea for this, and then a couple of years later, fucking whatever, uh, uh, Robert Rodriguez comes to the studio and says I have an idea for this, that you just do it. Yeah. Because the rules have already been established, so just make the movie. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So I, I have no interest in Skyscraper or Meg. I have, I, I guess, <laughs> I guess more than none is some. So I have some interest in this movie. So would you fall into the 98% who say they want to see this movie? I would not go so far as to say I want to see this movie. If I walked into a room and it was coincidentally on... And I had nothing to do. I I would probably sit down and give it a shot. Um, Scott, I wanted to save this to the end of the mo- to the end of the show, but I got us front row seats to the world premiere of the Predator. World premiere, yeah. huh? Yeah, it's in. Uh, they sell tickets to the world. Yeah, premiere. it's in Las Cruces. It's at a, like a little indie theater in Las Cruces. Ah, I yeah, see. we got to drive there, get some mopeds. Great. Yeah. All right. Cool. <laughs> All right. If you didn't write down notes. On this, which you said you didn't, right? Uh, I I didn't write down my treatment of it. I wrote down trailer notes. Okay. So I so I have an idea of what is actually happening in the movie, and then I could tie it together with my All own right. stuff. Take take it away. I might need to grab another drink, but please let's. Do you, do sure. you want me? To, so I. Do you want me to go? You okay. Go so stop. I'll stop. Th- this go. is what I I got from the trailer. The trailer was interesting to me just because of all of like the disparate pieces it seems to be playing with um so like all shane black movies this the opening shot is trick-or-treaters walking around and instantly you think oh that's fucking perfect monster movie halloween all of shane black's movies take place around a holiday uh, usually it's Christmas. Uh, the trailer that I watched, it was, I don't remember. Oh, I've still got it open on YouTube. This is Predator Trailer 2. Oh, I watched a couple of them, apparently. The first one I watched had, uh, it, it, I assume this takes place in present day. It would be neat to see one of these anthology movies do, like, a period piece. Victorian Predator. Yeah, or, yeah, like, uh, right. Or, you know, aliens in the Old West or Predator in feudal Japan or something. Or Yeah, it's a little niche market, but I get it. Right. Um, anyway, um, so uh, this kid gets this box, like this delivery, he opens it up, and there's like a, a an alien, I think there was a helmet in there, and then like one of the, like a gauntlet or a wrist guard or something and this little piece pops off and it looks like a little spaceship and he's flying around with it and then it 
it, it cuts between him playing with this thing like it's a, an airplane or some shit to this actual spaceship like falling out of orbit and crashing this kid is responsible for this alien crashing because he's I whatever it was it's it's an interesting idea for two seconds before you start thinking about it and then going oh that's really stupid you know maybe his parents but, maybe his parents but, should be taking paying closer attention to him this wouldn't happen <laughs> but then it hard cuts to olivia munn and i was like oh i i forgive whatever just happened real quick i'm gonna jump in here there's olivia munn's in this movie there's a shot of olivia munn in the trailer it looks like she might be topless because you see bare shoulders oh jesus and i was like holy shit no shit oh where she's like in the shower or yeah something. yeah yeah she's like hiding in the shower uh-huh i'm good with yeah. i'm good with bare shoulders olivia munn i'll take that all oh, boy. all day she was the best part of uh x-men apocalypse right <laughs> They did that Psylocke costume up right. There were other parts of X-Men Apocalypse? There's only one part I cared about. It was her butt. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Uh, this this is jumping around all over the place, though. So Much like the movie. You, so apparently there's there's some like uh, science facility that has Predator pieces. Um I don't know. It, this must be in continuity then, right? So, like, Predator 2 happened, and uh, I guess maybe Alien versus Predator, because that took place on Earth 2, right? I thought, that was in the, I so, thought those movies were in the future, though. I, don't, I have no idea. I, I, don't kn- I don't know how they're going to explain this stuff away. I don't care. I they guess. don't have to explain it. So, I don't know. And then... It, then they're interviewing some guy who says he's an assassin... Um, and he was responsible for like, uh, he was part of the team that was like, uh, uh, what's the word I'm trying to say? Um, like first on site or whatever, I assume to the crash spaceship from the beginning of the trailer. Cause they're asking him a bunch of questions about like what he saw and all of this stuff. So is he not, did they not send him there? Did they find out that he was, I, there are no answers in this thing. Um, and then all of a sudden, that same guy that they're questioning is on like a, a prison bus or something with a bunch of other. I am assuming also like um, like court-martialed black ops assassin guys or something. So I guess that could be fun having your protagonist be like a group of of misfits, right? Like the Expendables versus Predator. Well, that's kind of how the first Predator was. You have all these like different soldiers from different units who are all the best of the best sent out there by a CIA unit. I suppose it. This feels like I don't know. Those those were all just guys, though, right? The, these feel like uh, they're they're trying to give each one of these guys something. You're not going to cast the actors that you do into those roles without there being something for them. I don't, it, it could be fun. I mean, Shane Black generally is a pretty trustworthy screenwriter. I trust that he's going to make a fun movie. I don't know how good this is going to be. This feels like a situation that is ripe for studio interference in a, a screenwriter and a director's vision of something. Although, to be fair, all the everything post aliens and everything post 
Predator has been garbage. So you only have to be the third best in those two franchises, <laughs> right? Like you got to only be better uh, than Alien versus Predator and Predators, <sighs> which was a Robert Rodriguez movie. You mentioned him earlier. He made Predators. Oh my God, I'd with, forgotten he actually with did the that. pianist Adrian Brody. That's right. Yes, boy, that's um, that's that's one of those casting decisions like that that ends up not working out, right? Like people say, oh, what what is Michael Keaton doing as Batman? But then you see it and you're like, oh my God, yeah, that was perfect. Yeah, I don't um, think it went that yeah, way. Yeah, but um, post the pianist. but Adrian Brody as a as a mercenary. Yeah. I, ugh, it, it's hard to get past the nose. I agree. He kind of looks like they should cast him. So I guess if we're going to retcon the Star Wars movies, instead of Han Solo being his dad, being Kylo Ren's dad, it should be Adrian Brody. It should be Kylo Ren's dad. <laughs> like Leia just got drunk one night and fucked a X-Wing pilot. It's just some dude. Yeah. She feels She yeah. feels so bad about it. Where were we? So how does the movie how does the um, movie resolve in your case? So you have this band of okay. soldiers. So Act Three, I think, is going to be a super fucking mess based on the trailer. Ugh. I I don't know how to put these pieces together. I don't feel like any of them fit. I I really really dislike the idea of the alien being a known quantity, like there being this. Oh, that's my favorite. This facility. This facility that's studying them and tracking them i i don't i i i liked even in predator 2 they still they they retain the idea that this entire thing's a mystery to everybody and i th- i i think it plays best that way i i don't like i, I really really don't like the idea of there being some sort of lamish men in black unit that is, is responsible for dealing with this type of stuff. You say you like that? And people who are going to see this movie, they're not confused by who the predator is. So mm-hmm. why not make it a known quantity and just take the story from there? I like that they don't have to explain. Uh, I like that they don't have to explain everything. Well, you don't have to explain everything. Even if the even if the thing were a mystery to the characters in movie it doesn't need to be explained to okay. us. It doesn't even need to be explained to them. It can just be this thing that's happening. Like a monster movie almost, like a Right. Yeah. I get that. I kind of like I kind of like the idea of these movies that have built-in universes just telling a story in those universes. It doesn't have to Yeah. I don't know. I don't think you need to explain it again over and over again. No, you don't. You don't. It, you can make the movie. You can take into account what both of us are saying and still make the movie. Yeah, yes. this this is, it, it could be Spider-Man Homecoming. We don't need an origin story. You don't need to explain to us who Spider-Man is. Just fucking do it. So what's your what's your big finale? What's your big solution? What's your big uh, <sighs> what's your big what, what's All your right. big boner? Uh, what I would do. <sighs> so these guys, there is when we meet. All of our 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 motley crew um, of characters—they're all on obviously some sort of prison transport thing. They, they all appear to be handcuffed, right? I I kind of like the idea of maybe a, a predator loose inside of like a 
Like a Supermax? Yeah, like a Guantanamo or something. Fighting, fighting you know? the baddest of the bad. It's like, uh, right. It's like, what's that movie that that movie from Thailand that did that? Uh, where he fought everyone in a prison going up. Oh man, I don't oh, know. Oh shit, the raid. It's like the raid, but with the predator. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Or Judge Dredd with the predator. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you're looking for, you know, things that are gonna put up a fight. That's, that seems like the place to be. If you wanted to do a period movie, too, you could do, like, a fucking Predator in Vietnam or something. Or, you know, if you wanted to be super ballsy and creative, like the Civil War or something. Or Yeah, like, what, <laughs> what if the North... What if they remade, like, Glory, but... <laughs> The, the north i want to get, i want to see a, a predator get shot by a fucking cannonball yeah, but the, the north P- on a yeah, pirate ship the, maybe the union or... the union had a a squadron of predators that's yeah. that's why we predator won. versus blackbeard yeah i like that like a squadron of predators that have been in the u.s stable for years okay but uh. I, yeah i i don't yeah so that's would be my idea my my concern why I said Act 3 was going to be just garbage is because, like, the reveal towards the end of one of the trailers I watched was... I, I guess the tagline for the movie is, like, the hunt has evolved. Super so super Predator. There's Super Predator. Yeah, it's like it's like Super Shredder at the end of Ninja Turtles 2. Yes. I mean, I don't know. But yeah, sure. Um, Dork. Also, I'm going to have a nitpick and a complaint. I, because that's that, what I, I don't do. believe it I don't like the look of just like the normal predator in this movie it's all like monochromatic and chrome and shit in the original the, he had like skin tones sort of like green and yellow there was uh, there was like aging and uh, some really like wear on all of the yeah all of the equipment some cute like fishnet stocking stuff going on yeah there. he there was I don't know. It, it had character. Now it just looks like right. blah. Right. You know, Shane Black was in the first Predator movie as an actor. I do know that. Right. Everybody, yeah. everybody knows that. Um, I'm glad. I, I'm glad. He actually I it wrote up. that, didn't he? Yeah, I'm glad I brought it up because everybody knows it. And yeah, he wrote it. Yeah. I mean, um, I feel good. Oh, um, John McTiernan directed it. That's right. Who coincidentally also directed Die Hard of skyscraper fame. John McTiernan. Right. Yes. <laughs> right. Okay. So in your in your th- in your in your story, you would get rid of the super predator and have the last battle yep. be in it like a supermax prison of the the world's worst of the worst that's, fighting the predator. That's where I would have this be. If you're gonna have the facility or whatever, maybe they recover the creature right from the opening where it crashes. Mm-hmm. But because it's like super top secret, it's it's underneath this super top secret military base uh-huh. so when it gets out it comes up and then then it's got all of the the criminals and the the riffraff to cut through yeah i like that because until they get to, the idea that i like because until they get to where the the soldiers being framed or whatever they're doing there until you get to them you could have the predator just plow through levels of supermax prisoners and you're not going to feel bad because they're all rapists and murderers and drug kingpins so you could have you, yeah you could right. have a huge body count and not have to worry about the moral yeah, ethics of right that. they're like 
robots or right. zombies or right. Nazis. And you could, yeah. you could even have a scene where Rain Wilson pops in and says, like, uh, <laughs> oh, we're going to save so much money on whatever drug they use to commit the, you know, <laughs> they kill <laughs> <laughs> when they kill the people on death row, he could just be like, "Oh, this guy's saving oh, that us. would be great. This guy's saving us thousands of dollars on uh, whatever that drug is. Great, yeah." And then they meet the leader of the mercenary or the leader of the soldiers who was in Logan. You know, you got like a couple people you recognize gonna fight the predator at the end. Or here, I'm, here's an alternate idea. I think um, I just nailed it, but go ahead. So you have the crash landed ship. They recover. The creature, and they take it to an Area Fifty One type oh, place. Oh shit! And and then we're gonna turn the tables and make the predators the protagonists because then it turns into a rescue mission. Yeah, yeah. You have a group of his uh, buddies come after him. Then you have a sympathetic human. You have like Skulder and Mully. Wait, Mulder and Scully. Yeah, them. <laughs> Mulder and Scully are there, and they're like, "Look, you're being framed." Or something. And then they get fucking chopped in yeah. half. Well, not Scully, just Mulder. You could have subtitles for all the Predator. Oh yeah, they're like, dude, I just I was just on my way to hang out with so and so and my ship got pulled in to the atmosphere. It's the Predator version of uh of the hangover where they lose one of them. Right, they just want to go get they and just, then they come down to right. Earth to piece it back together. They just want to go get fucked up and some dude got lost because he went on a bender and he got a little yeah. lost. And all of a sudden, they're getting, like, why are we getting shot at? Like, there should be one that runs around with his hands in the air. Like, what's happening? <laughs> I think we just I think oh, we just relaunched Jesus. the franchise. Hey, Fox, yeah, call that's, me. That's right. Okay. All right. Any other thoughts on The Predator before I give you my uh, blockbuster rendition? Uh, I hope it's good, but it's going to be terrible. Okay. So, a group of elite Army Rangers, Shadow Squadron, the best of the best. Uh, they get fucked up by a predator who crash landed that they were sent to investigate. So uh, I'm going to call the lead character Stupid Asshole Ranger. So Stupid Asshole Ranger sends his son a souvenir, the Predator's helmet. <clears throat> See, cause, because uh, Dipshit... Uh, I'm sorry, I call him Dipshit Ranger from here on out. Main character. So Dipshit Ranger... DR. Yeah. Dipshit Ranger Asshole and his hot-as-fuck wife, <laughs> Olivia Munn. So they split, right? So he's trying to buy his son's love, so he sends his son this Predator's helmet. Oh, sweet. So then the sh- Thanks, Yeah, Dad. so then a Shadow Squadron of the government, a separate Shadow Squadron, the government, they know about the Predators, and they're trying to capture one alive so they can make a soldier hybrid out of it uh, to sure. fuck up uh, Al-Qaeda. So uh, they debrief the soldiers, blah, blah, blah. The Predator helmet turns out to be a beacon for other Predators, so a uh, hot ex-wife calls dipshit ranger guy to say that they've been attacked by whatever predators. So dipshit ranger and his squad, they got to break out of custody to go save his family. And then they're confronted by fucking super predator because super predators like daddy and he's pissed because the other predators, they're just fucking around. They're like uh, the little tiger cubs that fuck with mice, but they don't know how to kill them. Those are the predators. And then super predator is the daddy who's like, you got to kill that shit and eat it. So they're confronted by Super Predator. <laughs> so then they have, they have to figure out a way to use the Predator's own technology against the Super Predator because he's got to save his kid and his hot ex-wife. Uh, but ultimately, he has to save uh, humanity itself. So that's where it is. Sweet. So it's kind of like uh, we talked about The Rock earlier, but my version of the Predator is more like uh, Con Air where he's got to get home to save his wife and kid because he loves them. <laughs> 
<laughs> right. No, I think um, I think my version's better. That w- <sighs> my version has a lot of Olivia Munn in it too. Yeah, that that was a I guess a piece of the skyscraper that I didn't like. The f- was all of the the family stuff and well, it, it's not what I want from no my action hero. No, and it all goes towards the idea, and I've talked about this ad nauseum. I can't spell that, but anyways, th- there has to be like all this like extra motivation to do the right thing. So there's motivation, 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 right? So they take The Rock. They could have just made that movie where he just wants to get out of the skyscraper alive. You don't have to cast his wife and kids. You just have a cell phone, right? He just wants to sur- he just right. wants to survive. But then you add the leg on top of it. You add uh, the the kids with one of them has asthma on top of it. You have the wife in peril and the kid and kids in peril on top of it. Why not just have some people sabotage a building and he's got to fight them to get out alive. Why do you need seven steps of do the right thing to this dude? It's uh, I, I feel like they're targeting a specific audience. Yeah. They're targeting the audience. Who's going to take their eight year olds to it. And they're going to take a whole family to it. And yeah, th- it, this feels like it's, um, I don't know. It wants to be on that list of, uh, like National Treasure or the the like the family action movie sort of thing. We need The Rock with Nicolas Cage in a sequel to The Rock <laughs> with Sean Connery. With Sean Connery. Yes. Yeah. Also the fuck yeah. Wasn't The Rock directed by John McTiernan? Oh no, that was a Michael Bay movie. No. It was a Michael Bay That's movie. That's why I love Michael Bay. The two bad boy movies and The Rock will forever make him at least a seven oh, at man. least in the top ten of my favorite directors Michael Bay's in there because he made the fucking rock which changed action movies forever and then he made the first two bad boys movies changed action movies forever the rock made the action genre funny and smart instead of just grabbing M16 and light bitches up Nicholas Cage really Nicholas Cage in that movie has great one liners he's like the next step of die I guess die hard started it so Die Hard and then The Rock. Lethal Weapon? Well, Lethal Weapon. Another Shane Black Lethal movie? Weapon. Mel Gibson is already an established killer, he, and he's a psychopath. But then you have The Rock where he's like, oh, I'm just a biologist. I don't know what to do. And then he's got to become an action hero. The Rock is great. Like geologist Jason Statham. Better. Uh, we're going to do an episode on The Rock at some point. Not The Rock. The Rock. Because this episode was about The Rock. <sighs> okay. Uh to rate these three movies, what in order of these movies do you want to see them? Oh, fuck. Because it's going to be a... We're going to camp out some night, the three, the two of us, and we're <sighs> going to watch them. So what order? Uh, this is the worst question. I mean, it's like asking me which of my three children is my favorite. <laughs> I don't like any of them. <laughs> uh, ditto. Uh, <laughs> as the great Patrick Swayze would say. I, I Okay, I guess Predator just because of the franchise... Um, it the, the first movie earned me or earned enough goodwill for me to have even the slightest bit of interest in anything related to it. Um, but, oh, God. Skyscraper has got to be at the bottom, I guess, just because it looks like nothing in the movie. I guess by default, Megas 2. Yeah, that's my list, too. Uh, Skyscraper looks like a Hallmark made for the Hallmark Channel action movie. I don't understand how it's a thing at all it does have to be like the director had to have had a contract obligation the rock had to have a contract obligate obligation uh nev campbell needed some work 
Like it just had to be like, you know, that it just did, yeah. Nev Campbell. This did they just go through the Rolodex until they found who was available the day they needed to shoot? This this movie was made for the international market, not for the American market, oh. which is fine. There's there's interesting people internationally. I'm sure they're good people. I mean, it it, it it's all banking on the rock that's it well you know uh me and Dwayne, we go back a bit and i think he's in a little rut because baywatch did not open at number one and now this did not open at number one so let's just have that uh that uh fast and furious spinoff with him and jason statham because that shit is going to make bank and i'm going to be watching Well, he did have the biggest movie of 2017 is that the journey whatever movie like the jumanji jumanji part two remake yeah. it wasn't a part two part d i didn't see it is that a big movie it was the biggest yeah um on new year's eve it topped last jedi for oh that's number one movie of 2017 uh did you see it no oh. i actually thought so uh i thought the first jumanji was kind of fun and i thought uh zathura was fun i didn't see zathura oh. i remember thinking fondly of jumanji but that that's probably mostly because of robin williams yeah uh zathura is a pleasant treat put it that way oh you'll enjoy it it's lovely for it on amazon enjoy a night with your children that you don't like and watch zathura i'll do the same um i did the same many years ago okay how was your uh your dirty brown i was gonna try to equate it to one of the movies that we just Uh. talked about well, you you um, can, you, but but you could tell your opinion based I, I, off whether it's a predator, a Meg, or a skyscraper. I imagine this is going to be a predator, and that it's going to be um, positively average. Does it get higher than a two point five? No. Would you? It's a. I'm gonna round down to a two. It's. Would if, you ever base? Uh, not the base. Would you ever base so so if that tasted the way it tastes, the way it tasted mm-hmm. to you? I, I I can't speak for you, but it was like a ten percent. Would you rate it higher because it it provides more benefit? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, I don't know. Um, like like if you drank if we drank straight turpentine and got hammered, would it be a <laughs> would it be a five or <laughs> would it be a two? Now uh, the other than the contents of the can i try not to let anything influence my rating other than price yes um but if i was indulging specifically to get fucked up i would factor in okay the abv to my review but you're gonna say that's a two yeah i'm not it's it's brown ales are curious because they're garbage they have a lot of the same character as some of my favorites like i really like scottish ales Mm -hmm. and i feel like they're in the same family they're they're close this they have browns or i feel like they share the same base but they have none of the nuance and character that a scottish does especially like a barrel aged scottish so all right yeah Fuck it. Yeah, two. All right. So the old Foghorn from Steam Crow. Oh, sorry. Anchor Steam. Steam Crow, <laughs> friend of the program. Good guy. Steam Crow. Uh, uh, so old Foghorn from Anchor Steam, 9.5%. Um, I drank it really quickly to be a 9.5% beer. Like, quick, like I, I finished it before you were done talking about the Meg. Um, 
I dug it. It it was very malty. So if that makes like, it's like a it's like a meal. It's like a you almost gotta chew it. It's got some syrupy flavor to it. I don't love that kind of shit. If I'm gonna have more than one, but I, I only had one of this particular one. I had a lot to drink otherwise. I got a bunch of empties around me. I'm gonna give it a three and a half. Not great. Not not great. I'm gonna give it a three and a half. Um. All right. Anything else? Are we done. I don't have anything. I'm, oh, I'm done. With you got this. something, honey. Okay. Uh, follow <laughs> follow us on Twitter and Instagram at tig underscore show. Follow Scott on Twitter and Instagram at scottygod. Follow me on Twitter at Ryan Cody and on Instagram at Ryan Cody seventy five because some asshole already had Ryan Cody. All the past episodes are available on TickShow.com, and if you enjoy the show, you can go to TickShow.com, click on the Support TIG link. From there, you can buy us around, buy a shirt, go to our iTunes page, leave a review, or even sponsor an episode. Um, thanks for recording early this week, Scott, because I'm going to be out of town. I appreciate that. You did me a solid. No, anything for you, buddy. Thanks, buddy. I'll talk to you next week. Come in pieces. We come in pieces.